Hi, I'm Jacqueline Sanders Blackman. This episode, I want to talk about what it means to be a digital citizen. That's a new word introduced to our vocabulary because of the online presence and platforms like the World Wide Web. Let's talk about several points related to being a digital citizen. And I, what I'm sharing with you comes from a resource that's actually online known as the weform.org. So please visit this website for more insightful information. First of all, being a digital citizen is all about maintaining a good, positive, and a healthy identity online as well as offline, one of integrity. Now, the reason why we have to point this out is that sometimes, especially younger people, as they get introduced to their digital online life, sometimes make the mistake of giving too much information or going down a slippery slope where they're engaged in negative behavior, also known as cyberbullying, and even worse. Maybe even engaging with people older than them that they shouldn't be engaging in. There's a lot of unhealthy behaviors and even unhealthy habits that can form as a digital citizen. And so it's important now that parents sit down and have a conversation with young people about how they're using online resources. These are conversations we didn't have to have in the past, but they're quite serious because those who know the online world, once you put something out there, it's out there permanently. And again, we know that young people can sometimes be spontaneous and live in the moment and a decision that they make, something that they might put out there on the internet might come back to haunt them, maybe months, maybe even years later. So that's why parental guidance is so important. So that's the number one thing, making sure you're having a healthy, positive, digital image and identity on the internet. Another piece to that and unhealthy behavior is people literally becoming addicted to the internet. It becomes their whole social life. There's a whole television show about catfishing where people take on other people's identity. It's a digital identity theft and they live out a whole different life and tricking people into believing there's someone else. People have maintained romances doing this catfishing under a false persona. Just keep in mind that the internet and the digital world is like any other tool. It can be used for good and great things, great exposure, and it also can be used in unhealthy ways. So that's the number one tip. On to the next one, screen time. And we've done a full 10-minute segment on screen time and recommendations by the industry. Now that we've had 
systems and laptops and tablets around for a while, medical field has had an opportunity to study what its effects are. And there are definitely recommendations for younger children. As a matter of fact, there's such strict limits for those under two that they shouldn't be exposed to screens at all. And yet, I often go to the grocery store or when I'm out, I see parents hand very young children tablets or their cell phones in order to entertain them. So keep that in mind and do a little research about what's healthy screen time. It can overexcite and overstimulate the brain and make young children hyper as they get older. But also as children get older, be aware of how much time they're spending on their on their digital devices because this is time that they're not interacting not having face-to-face conversations, and not getting out and having physical activities. That's something else also to be aware of. For the next tip for digital citizens, as I mentioned, be aware of cyberbullying and managing cyberbullying situations. Handle them wisely. If it's for children that are in school, getting the school and authorities involved and also be aware if it might be your child actually doing the bullying, dishing it out, not necessarily receiving it. And a lot of parents don't want to hear this or think that their child could be the one doing the bullying, but sometimes it's very easy to take on different personalities and characteristics over digital media. You don't think of the person as a feeling human being on the other side of a username or a user ID. So it becomes very easy and kids once again can think and just in the moment and not looking long term or even from peer pressure or they see their other peers doing it. So it becomes acceptable in that moment. Another piece is cybersecurity. Protecting your data, your information, your passwords, especially if there's a shared machine in the household. So where you may have important tax records or tax information, financial information, or use it for your banking or paying bills, and then a young person comes behind you and using the same machine, downloading their music and their pictures and their videos, It's no telling how they might be exposing the family computer and family information inadvertently, not intentionally. So cybersecurity, know the settings, know your firewall, keep your security software current. It's like life insurance and health insurance. You may not need security and virus protection on a daily basis or at least you don't think so, but you don't know until you do need it and that emergency arises and then you'll regret that you didn't have it. So keep those programs current. Keep those licenses up to date. Renew and get the latest and greatest version of your security software. 
managing privacy. Again, handling that personal information, being careful what's shared online. Now, it might not be someone trying to violate or get into your machine to get that information. Sometimes that information is accidentally given out inadvertently, like telling someone when you're on vacation or going to be away from home. There's people who stalk and look for this. And once again, with young people, they know that they're vulnerable. So someone could be online. I talked about catfishing, where someone takes on someone else's identity. It's very easy for an adult to act and to mingle among young people and act like they're the same age or their peer. Again, using false pictures even. With that, they can get information because a young person might be thinking that they're talking to another teenager or a young person. But in fact, it's one of those online stalkers. So be careful. Talk about and remind young people early and often. Be careful about the information you give out. And the people that you think you're talking to might not be who they say they are. And furthermore, know that there are programs and listening devices that can pick up transmissions. So it's almost like having the information, your text messages, or your different communications online, and having someone eavesdrop. It's very easy for malicious people to eavesdrop on data transmission and get key information. So all of those things, be very careful with it. We've gotten so used to digital devices, we've forgotten the art of just picking up the phone and having conversations. So things like passing out your phone number or your address, even sometimes your password, that should not be done online. Another piece that has been introduced because of our digital lifestyle is invoking critical thinking. And I know that might sound cliche, but it's so important now more than ever. And critical thinking is basically the ability to distinguish between what's true and what's false, what's good and what's harmful intent, who to trust and what's questionable. And I say that because, as I've said before, where you think the information is coming from might not be the actual source. So just like on Twitter, you can go on Twitter and there are probably at least a half a dozen accounts that I've seen have some form of Kim Kardashian's name. In fact, it's not the real Kim Kardashian. It's a fan. And I've even seen imposters try to post as if they're Kim Kardashian. I've also seen fake accounts for Barack Obama, all sorts of celebrities. You can find people faking those personalities. So where you think 
that you're reading information coming straight from that celebrity or that public figure, it's actually completely fake. However, and I've seen this many times, I've seen these fake sources put information out and I've seen it retweeted hundreds and hundreds of times. So many people will take it and then pass it on. And the perception, because so many people have retweeted, it's like becomes an urban legend and takes on a life of its own. And suddenly, something false becomes true. And I've seen some of those celebrities having to defend comments that clearly did not come from their authorized accounts. So it's dangerous, and it can be confusing. So know that not everything you see online is factual. Not everything has been fully vetted. I've seen news broadcasts have to retract because they put something out too quickly or they used even some leads that they got for social media that had not been vetted. So we very much live in a time where there's so much information out there and we have to fact check, cross check, and use several different sources, not just social media. Go to news reputable websites to fact check. If that same story or information isn't posted or repeated on multiple different sources, leave it as questionable. As a matter of fact, it's better to doubt than to trust until you've had an opportunity to do your own independent research. Now, some may say, oh, this is a horrible thing. But I dare say we should have been fact-checking and cross-checking stories all along. Even things on the news or we read in papers or read in magazines, let alone things we hear in the barbershop or hair salon. Don't take these things as factual. I can't tell you how many things that I've heard that are completely out of context, and it makes all the difference in the world. So already get our young people in the mindset to question and do your own independent research and come to your own conclusion before jumping on any type of bandwagon. Next, as we wind down, we have your digital footprint. That's the ability to look across how many people that you touch and how many people are following and connecting with you. Now, the one thing about a digital footprint is that sometimes it gives people a false sense of popularity. Also, there are people who are following you who you don't know personally that, once again, may not have the best intentions. Having too big of a digital footprint can be very dangerous, as well as some people who want to stay off the grid and have no digital footprint. And you might ask, how could it be a negative not to have a digital footprint? Well, in fact, in job markets like in STEM, especially IT, information technology, when you submit for a job, oftentimes employers Go to see your digital footprint 
to see if you have, for example, a LinkedIn account. And not having a LinkedIn account could be a derogatory. For a lot of employers, a LinkedIn account shows that you're a professional. Your credentials are posted. So they're looking to see that the credentials that you've posted publicly match that which you've shared in your resume. And then also LinkedIn, your peers can endorse your skill set. So basically, they can use LinkedIn to see who your references are without having to call people anymore. So that's an example where having no digital footprint on the one end can be dangerous. The same with if you're trying to start a brand or a business, you have to have a digital presence. Anymore, when you meet someone, they don't necessarily want or need your business card. They just want to know what your URL is. And with that, they'll look it up on the spot, save it to their phone, and that's all the information they need. So keep that in mind. Too much of a digital footprint, not enough digital footprint. You need to definitely be in control of that. The other is called digital empathy. And that's the ability to empathize towards one's and others' needs and feelings online. Being sensitive, being considerate. There is a certain etiquette online, even across all of the social media platforms. And one thing that often happens, people want to be recognized, liked, followed. They want their messages shared. But people sometimes are selfish and only want others to respond to them, and yet they don't engage and respond to others. Social media has an unwritten law that it's about reciprocation. If you want to spread your message, your brand, you also have to support others in the same way in which you want to be supported. You have to find causes that align with yours. Find a tribe or followers that their message, their mission aligns with yours. Don't look at everyone as competition and try to keep yourself away from them. You need to see them as all a part of your extended network. There's room and space for everyone. It's up to you to just make sure you have something that differentiates you. So, these are just some healthy tips for parents, as well as some reminders for some of our adult listeners. And always to keep in mind with our younger people to have conversations and make them aware. This whole new digital citizenship is a whole new endeavor, something that a lot of us, when you go back 20, 30 years, we didn't have to have this talk with our parents. This type of complexity didn't exist in our world. Now, young people as young as 12 are getting cell phones. So parents have to now find ways to monitor and control and make sure that they're used in healthy ways.
So with that, that's another 10-minute sip. Continue to come back on a daily basis. We'll have more information, insight, and tips. Thanks for listening. Bye. Support for this podcast comes from Link AKC. The Link AKC Smart Collar provides peace of mind and makes dog ownership easier by putting your dog's needs and location right at your fingertips. Learn more at LinkAKC.com. Promo code PODCAST.